Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Gentlemen? Louis? Hey, Bill? <laughs> hey. As the kids say, sup. That means what's up. Oh, okay. okay. It's a greeting, common greeting amongst adolescents. I am hip to that uh, age group. He's practically jiggy with it. Yes. Unless, of course, you ask that age group, and then they might tell you otherwise. <laughs> I'm pretty excited today. Are you? I, I am. I'm excited for a lot of different reasons. What's your reason for being excited? <laughs> There's for, some of those I'm we curious. probably don't want to hear about, yeah. but... Um, we just did a session zero with our group of players, right, and I'm did. pretty yep. excited about that because what does a session zero mean? It means there's a game that's coming. And what does that mean? I get to play. You get to play. I don't, but you do, and that's what's <laughs> important, Lou, right? Yes, it, it is, is for <laughs> Lou. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the the other thing that that's exciting is is that we we have some new players that – that we have we have some of the old old folks that your um your listeners be familiar with, but we have uh we have a few new ones, a couple two or three that uh, yeah a couple two three. Um, so that's that's pretty neat, and sometime in April we're going to be doing a Facebook live and we'll talk about an Acorn's journey, a DMD story because we should be wrapping it up around that time. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then we're gonna start something new, which is where the Facebook Live thing comes in in, in April. So we could talk about the, that. The big reveal. The big the big reveal. People oh, so this is not that show? This is not the one, no. Uh because just there's three of us and, and a toolbox here. So it's got my sharpening we, stones. Yeah. I was honing blades. Yes, there's a lot of spit. So if Bill <laughs> sounds dry, it's because he's been spitting on the wet stones. Hang on one second. <laughs> um, so that's that's pretty exciting. Um, the other thing that's that's exciting is is there's a new book, and it's Dragonlance, and I have a great deal of fondness for Dragonlance. We all do. Yes, an exorbitant level of fondness for Dragonlance yeah. for those of us that know. And with Dragonlance coming out, a new Wizards of the Coast book arriving, you know what that means, right? Cha-ching? Well, not for, <laughs> yes. Uh, sadly, not for us. Uh, but Splinterverse, every time Wizards of the Coast does something, Splinterverse drops a companion to it. So I'm pretty excited about that, too. And almost as if they have an inside track. Almost, almost. And Jimmy... Uh, being the gentleman that that he is and always has been has provided us with a copy to look at. But that's not today. That's next time. In Dojo. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. We, so we lost the rights to the song, so now Bill's got to hum it. <laughs> that's it. Let me go my kazoo and my yeah. jaw harp. We'll be all set. 
Just like wing, wing, wing. Just like Snoopy, he plays a mean jaw harp. So Dragonlance. I've been waiting a long time for Dragonlance. I had a lot of high hopes for it. That tone didn't sound I was good. Say, I didn't like that word had. I had a lot of high hopes. You know, and 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 I I don't dislike the book. Right? The we get 224 solid pages, right? We get mm-hmm. some decent artwork in there. Um, the book, what I like about the book, and I like books that lay flat when you open them, because who's got time to go holding a book open while you're trying to roll some dice and and run a game? It's nice to open the book, and it stays open without it starting to flip all over the place and close on you. Yeah, kudos Don't to like the binder. That. Yes, Good job, Carl. <laughs> and we get we get some um, good stuff. Wizards of Coast has been doing this thing where you get like player stuff and you get DM stuff, and I kind of like that. It's it's a smart business model, right? Because if you're who buys who buys the retail adventures, DMs, DMs. And collectors. And collectors, yeah. And if, but if you have stuff for the players in there too, now, in of course, the bulk of the D and D community is players, eighty percent. Um, so now, now they're buying the stuff too. Of course, you got to hope your your players don't read through the module part of it or the adventures, what they call it nowadays. Um, I still call them modules. I know. So do I. <laughs> yeah. I still call player characters PCs, and people are like, what, PCs? You have eight PCs at your table? You only need one. So no, 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 player characters, not personal computers. Um, so Wait, what are they called now? I don't know. Player characters? I don't think they abbreviate anymore. Turn your mic upwards. Much better. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so I lost my train of thought. Really, Thanks. We're talking about PCs. Yes, PCs. Uh, and not, and not, at any not rate, protective custody. Either. So we go oh, <laughs> <laughs> something I'm familiar with. Uh, you get you get some decent player options here. You, you get a new sorcerer subclass, right? The lunar yep. Yep. sorcerer, lunar sorcery. Um, a new playable race, the Kender. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, two new backgrounds, Knight of Salamnia. Sturm was my, my, my homeboy. I was a big Sturm fan. Uh, spoiler alert, he died. Uh, but that was like 30 <laughs> years ago. So if you haven't read the book by now, it's like, come on, dude. And do dance. Um, and Mage of High Sorcery. I think it was that Raceland Majir who was the Mage so. of High Sorcery. Uh, nine new Kryn specific feats. That is cool. That I like. I like. That. Yeah. That, that's. You know, there's some things I, I looked in here and went, and eh, something's okay, but I spotted that. But I like the fact that they're Kryn-specific. And that's yes. something I would like to see crop up more often in yeah. some of the publications that they're putting out. And it's something they probably should have done a while back. I think this is a prelude to things that are coming down the road. Yep. Yeah, and you know what? Of course, if you want to have these in your own homebrew setting or even in your, your D&D campaign, if you're the DM, then you could do whatever you want. Um, but I do like that they're Kryn specific. Um, and I know if I was running a Kryn game, they would have to stay that way. Yeah. I just think they fit really well. 
with with Kryn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Agreed. some new magic items, right? Eight eight new magic items. Uh, you get an adventure now. This adventure is like a little different because before, when they did the retail adventures, which which were really just retail adventures back in the early days, um, it was like first level to like close to level cap, somewhere around right? there. Yeah, most it, went it, to eight twelve. Um, but this uh, this one uh, first to eleventh level roughly. You know, you could probably squeak out a few other levels. Um, you get new monsters. There's 22 new monsters. And then a, a mass combat mechanic that, that goes with that because this is like a war-torn crin. So DMs, you get a new adventure. You get a new adventure. You get a new world to play in. And a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing, there's a lot of player agency involved in this adventure. I. I kind of feel like player agency is a hard thing to do with a retail module. You know, that yeah. it, it's easy to rail, like be railroady. I think if someone else writes the adventure for you. Yeah, because depending on how it's written, you may not have as much wiggle room as you like. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of side right. adventures and stuff you can throw in to regain that that agency. And I think that might what you be forced to do. The characters never go in a straight line. Never. Never. No, your PCs are going to take off on this wild tangent. And as long as you have some stuff built for that, you'll be okay and just get them back on track. And that might be enough to counter it where they can develop their characters and their personalities and not have to worry about what's already pre-written for them. I I think a a good example of a retail adventure that is not railroady in gameplay anyway, mm-hmm. is is D20 to Curtain, because they're playing um, Horde of the Dragon Queen, right? That's what yeah. they're playing. Uh, and it's not railroady sounding at all. So that's a pretty good example, I think, of the retail module not being railroady. Well, you have a DM that lets your characters do their thing and it just rain, rains them back in, which yep. is very similar to what I just said. Yes. So you you almost have to. Yeah, you got to let them have that that degree of agency. Kudos for 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 that. I think that's a that's that, that's pretty pretty cool. I see more and more of that too with the Wizards of the Coast stuff that they put out. There's a lot there's a lot more to their retail adventures than uh, hack and slash, get treasure, kill kill monsters. Um, be celebrated as a hero type of stuff. There's there's more more opportunities to problem solve that are that are different than combat. Although I love a good knockdown drag out. Well, I mean, who doesn't? We're old school, so yeah. We grew up on knockdown drag out. Right? How many monsters can I kill? How much damage can I do in one round? You know, what can I stack to to obliterate up? You know, <laughs> or I'm going to put my area of effect together with your area of effect, and let's see if we can cause a nuclear wasteland. There's there's something there's something rewarding about piles of bodies laying at your feet in game. In game, <laughs> thank you for qualifying. Yeah, dungeon crawling at its best. Yeah, it's uh, it smacks of Robert E. Howard pulp. Conan stories and you know Red Sonia comic books. It's just that level of badassery that is I find really really rewarding. But I do appreciate uh, the tacticians and the diplomats and the bullshit artists. You'll get at a table that can talk their way through. I take offense. 
through all of that stuff. I'll take offense. Looks over at Lou. Oh, the, the, the tactician and the diplomats. Looks over at me and the bullshit artist. <laughs> well, there's no mirror for me to look into. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm a tactician now. No. no I was going to say, uh, if anyone's a tactician. <laughs> I just I had to look at the other old bald guy with the facial hair and glasses. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> nice save. Now, one of the things that I really think is 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 cool is you can if if you have a character that chooses the like mage of high sorcery background, you can actually do do the test. Yeah. And and pick like your robe colors. Something small, but I think that's that's pretty sweet. Well, in yeah. my world way back when, you couldn't make the higher levels unless you went through a test. Yeah. That was a that was a homebrew rule, but it pitted you know the player against an equal or slightly more powerful, and they really had to be careful how they put their skills together and their spells and and druids op- were the same, op- right? And there was op- there was only one arc druid. You yep. had to kill him. You had to kill him. <laughs> it's pretty barbaric, if you ask me. I mean, it's n- but it was fun. Yeah, it's like no, I don't want a promotion. Some <laughs> some happy. asshole twenty years younger than me is gonna come and kill me and take my job. It's like no, you can have it. <laughs> Fade and death. Yep. <laughs> I haven't job. done anything yet. You must have had a heart attack. Just like seventy people a week that want to kick my ass. I'm I'm done. It's like the retirement sucks. It's gonna be three days just to take a shower in peace. <laughs> but there's things I don't like, and here it comes. Number one, I don't like the Kender. Let me let me preface that by saying I love the Kender. <laughs> I don't like what they did with the Kender. It's it's obvious that this book was not made for Dragonlance fans, and why? Do tell. I don't know why. I don't. It's, it's <laughs> like why would you why would you not make this book for Dragonlance fans? Because you can make it for Dragonlance fans. And you can make it for people that have no idea what Dragonlance is. And they, too, can become fans of Dragonlance. Perhaps they're afraid of offending someone. And let's get to that part, okay? So let's talk about the Kender. Back in my day... (laughs) I didn't bait them at all. Back in my day, Kender had sticky fingers. Now, I know sometimes it can be offensive to imply that an entire group of people are thieves. And yes, it is. In the real world, (laughs) it's inappropriate. Right? It's inappropriate. In a fantasy world where these child-sized, middle-aged-looking beings uh, live, they have no concept of personal property, right? So they're not—they're not thieves. Like I'm gonna—I'm gonna crawl in your window. I'm gonna steal like your jewelry off your nightstand, you know. Um, but although they still will do that if they walk by it, if they walk by it and they see it, nobody's using it. And I could use that. I'm, also, it's shiny, and I'll. I'll take it. I'll give it back. They were the squirrels of yesteryear. They were. <laughs> they were. You know what? And nobody's offended by squirrels. They're like, aren't they cute? They have the bushy tail and everything, and they make that cute little noise when the dog runs around in the backyard. Ravens do the same thing. Yeah. It's gather all the... But they're not cute. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you happen to be sadistic. So that that I bother. And, and Mystic Origins, I, I do not recall them having, like, any magical origins or... Used to be gnomes, yeah. They were just Kender. They're, yeah, they were they were they were Kender. It's like leave well enough alone, you know. Let's not dilute it. 
Do you remember growing up? Barely. Yeah, and you you were probably like <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. You're probably like 40 when Kool-Aid was invented. <laughs> but sometimes if if you had if you had one packet of Kool-Aid and the only thing you had was a gallon pitcher and it's like let's let's make some Kool-Aid but I'm really thirsty so I'm going to do the whole gallon but I know one packet isn't going to cut the mustard. So you have diluted Kool-Aid, not as refreshing. This isn't even the same color. Just as sweet because you just put the same amount of sugar in. Yeah, well, you got to, it's like, oh, I'll double up on the sugar. That'll do yeah. something, right? It'll drive my parents nuts and give me diabetes. But Kender in this Dragonlance book are diluted Kool-Aid. The flavor that made them really cool is no longer there. I see them as over, like, they over-explained them. It's, it's like hospital food, <laughs> right? You can't, hospital food, when it comes out to patients, it's pretty bland because you, you don't want you don't want to have too much salt in, in 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 like the chicken because someone with high blood pressure could have a heart attack. You don't want too much seasoning in the soup because there could be an adverse reaction. Sometimes it's not even whole. Sometimes they blend it and then they like form it into like a mush so it looks like it, it's supposed to be whole. That's what the Kender are. Kender are a diluted Kool-Aid and hospital food. Not for nothing, but I just got out of the hospital a little while ago, and actually the food was really quite good. I don't know what hospital you were at. It was the one I work at. Like, the hospital food's never good when they give them to the patients. You had your knee done. I know. I was up on the top floor. I, had, I got good stuff. It was in the Ritz. Yep. Yeah, you were you were on heavy, like, painkillers. You don't know no better. <laughs> they were probably giving you a steady diet of crackers. You're like, this is crackers good. All I know is when I asked uh, for tapioca, it showed up by the quart. Well. I was ecstatic. Like, finally, someone <laughs> wants tapioca. We've got 10 years' worth of it in the freezer. <laughs> so that that part I, I don't like. It's like, listen, just keep it the way it was. What is wrong with it? Granted, I, I know I'm not the target audience for these new books because our generation is going to be dead in a couple decades, you know, and we're going to we'll probably be all confabulated in another, like, 10 years or so, so they're like, we can't, you know, really rely on these these people. I'll miss you uh, guys. And then what is up with no gully dwarves? I wanted, I was hoping to get a gully dwarf player character. I missed it too. I even put the old book that I, because I still have, I brought it with me and um, it's there, but it's not in a new book. So for those no. of you, those of you that are, are the target, target audience for this book, those of you that are not already Dragonlance fans, a gully dwarf is probably the finest dwarf ever created, except of course for like Tolkien's, but... <laughs> the gully dwarves were, imagine a trailer park in the Ozarks, <laughs> right? And and here and, I was the offensive one. Yeah. <laughs> and the gully dwarves were, they were smaller than normal dwarves. They're, they're extremely hardy. They weren't very bright. What was the gully dwarf in the book's name? Boopoo, right? The female gully dwarf. Boopoo needs to be represented here. <laughs> uh they were awesome. Read the Dragonlance books. Go on like uh, the Amazon. Amazon uh, DMs Guild must have it. I'm sure right? they do. I'm sure they do. Get those old books. There's a lot, a lot of like flavor. And read the books. Read like <laughs> not the game books, but the actual books. There's a boatload of them. Or even try to get the original source book. Yeah, get get the original source or get get one in that's you know a reprint or something. Yeah. You know. Uh, but but look that up. I, I think it was uh, Dragonlance, uh, Corinne, for me, was one of my favorites because it was different than the high fantasy Forgotten Realms. 
it had a totally different flavor. There, uh, the gods like abandoned the world, so there were no like healers, no no like clerics for healers. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group, but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there, and there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash DMD. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. The enemy wasn't just orcs, right? They were draconians. And, yeah. and they, would, they would turn to stone when you killed them. I remember that well. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll look it up now. They they were cool. Like the bad and and minotaurs were a thing. Yep. Yeah, there were in, in Crit. Now I want to say that you could play a minotaur. Maybe I was wrong, but maybe in the old book you could have, you could have a player character that's a minotaur because a minotaur I don't think were chaotic evil back then on Crit anyway. I'm looking. They were like their their own like species. They built, you know, cities and towns and right. stuff like that. It was. I, I know in my world we were playing them, but that I would oftenly <laughs> incorporate things that weren't necessarily canon in the book, just to give the world a little bit more flavor. I I liked that different slant on it. Now there was mm-hmm. a um, an urban legend, if you will, that Weiss and Hickman modeled this after their D and D game that they were playing. I don't know how true it was, but you could get all the all the books that they wrote, like the storybooks, the novels in module form yeah, and play through the, the, the book's story. And that was pretty neat. I played through a few of them mm-hmm. and had a really good time. But it just doesn't feel like crin. Nope. But yeah, for Minotaurs, you could be a fighter, a barbarian, or a ranger, but you were limited to level eight and ranger or be a wizard of high sorcery. Yeah, that was back in the old days when there were level caps on on oh, races on, on everything. And stuff. Yeah, yep. and then the uh, Holy Order of Stars, level ten was your max. Now, how many subclasses or subspecies of uh, draconian are in the old one? Because there's five in the new one. And I didn't see a player option for for Minotaur, which which is a shame because that was one of the things that was I really liked about Dragonlance. But they may they may add it in at a later time. Who knows? It could be maybe maybe your uh, gully dwarves will end up there too. I hope so. I really I really like the gully dwarves. Yeah, because the, uh, the minotaurs aren't even mentioned in the uh, the new monsters either, so they're not they're not hiding there. There was five. Those arocs, the yep. baz. Yeah, it's the same they have. The bozaks, kappas. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the civax. <clears throat> same thing. Yep. But I like the artwork in the old one better. 
<laughs> it's well, the it, Elmore and Easley days. You yeah, know? Those, yeah, yeah. Those two guys were, and it's not taken away from the artists that do any of the artwork for Wizards of the Coast now because they're great artists, but I that's the artwork is really evocative of that fantasy feel. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't find the Minotaurs mentioned anywhere in the new book. I didn't see them in there either. No, I'm going through the, the table of contents just in case I missed the page, but there's... They're 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 <laughs> they're having coffee with the gully dwarves. Yeah, and here's I I don't know this to be the actual case, but just some of the stuff that I've 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 read in in my travels through the the interwebs. Uh, Weiss and Hickman weren't really involved in this, and they were the ones that pr- they created Dragonlance. Right, and if that's the case, and I don't know if I, if if this is erroneous. Um. Mention it to us on Facebook, you know, or send us an email or something from our webpage because I'd like to know for sure. But if that is the case and that's the truth of it, then then it's obvious to me that they they have very little in, involvement. There's not a lot of Dragonlance or Kryn lore in in the book. Like there's huge chunks of it that well, were missing. Yeah, it started off okay, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then yeah. where's the rest? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. And, it, and real going back to the uh, artwork. I, I think this was made for more for for campaign campaign usage. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, that, that's the feel I'm getting. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's an adventure. It's but, an adventure, not necessarily an in, uh, in information. I think this right. goes back to what Scott was saying that there's less DMs out there, so they try to make this book for both DMs and players. DMs and players. which is a wise idea. Yeah. It, I, it is, it is. But for I don't I don't want to use the term purist, but people. Me. It's probably correct. For people like us who are used to seeing the books, you know, the the campaign settings that flesh out the campaign settings where this one falls short of doing that. You you have this constant feeling of want. It's like, well, where is this? And why is this gone? And and how come I can't find this? Where's our Minotaurs? Where's our Gully Doors? Where's the rest of the history? And I think the only people that are going to miss that is from our era or the people that have played in the older campaign settings. Which, well, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know, either way, is becoming more and more a minority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what's offensive, Wizards of the Coast? Neglecting us old people. That's that's offensive. Thank you very much. In some states, you can go to jail for that. Uh, Yeah, and uh, (laughs) yeah, it's a felony. Also, you know, you can you could give us what we want because we're used to it. And and we'll pout and have a fit if we don't and and a larger larger print font larger font size. <laughs> and in more cases, we can afford the extra pages because we we're a little more financially stable than your your children that are buying the books now. So I've I haven't played obviously I haven't played through the um uh through the adventure because uh, trying to get Lou to actually run something is like, is like uh, pulling teeth. I uh, want to play. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. Uh, but it it just <laughs> it seems almost anticlimactic. Like there's no like Soth is in in it. I kind of feel like he's in it. Like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the Rundown or the first Expendables. Like he Arnold Schwarzenegger walked by the Rock in the Rundown and like nodded. I think that's small cameo. <laughs> yeah, it's like Soth showed up. Yeah, you know, I, I went in the back, and it's like, wow, he has a a third of a page write up and a giant piece of artwork and and a stat block, and that's it. And he's <laughs> I, I, he's I, cool. I flipped yeah. the page looking for the rest, of it and I'm like that that's it. 
he got he got a cameo. Yeah, and and I understand there's there's people on the internet that are upset about Takesis. Oh, and that's, and that's yes. not I mean, those little frozen taco things you get at Costco. <laughs> those are real good. Um, that's a breakfast ones. Yeah. Takesis is Tiamat. Yeah. Just a different name. Like Zeus and Jupiter. Yep. Same person. And it's been like that OG forever. For what? 40, 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. So it's nothing yeah. new. So but stop it, getting your damn panties in a bunch. It's even Jesus. mentioned in the DMGs. Which yes. Was yeah. out in the, what, 2014? Yeah. Yeah. And so, pa- Paladine is Bahamut. Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, like Takesis. Nice of them DMG. to mention in this book, but then people are like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah. Oh, no, geez. I've heard a few people say Learn that. your canon. That's always what well they're not going to learn it from this there's no, a, no. a bunch of stuff well, missing well instead of shooting it it's but. like my wife she shoots her goddamn mouth off before her brain and connects so it's like god and bill can it. say that because she doesn't listen <laughs> <laughs> like that would change we've been together for over 40 years we've at the point now where we say whatever comes out either of our minds at this point it's a contest to see who outlasts the other <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i wonder who who can be more offensive <laughs> Bernie, she she I tell you she could hold her own. Let me tell you, she could hold her oh, own. She's way more offensive, way <laughs> more offensive. because because you expect it from me, and you see her some of the things come out of her mouth, and you just you do a double take, and you almost snap your neck. Like, did that comment wow. come out of that face? <laughs> I gotta pick up my jaw sometimes. Hey, yeah, cute little blonde girl over there with the with the grin. Did she really just make me blush? <laughs> <laughs> did she, did she just uh, insist that I perform an anatomically impossible feat? <laughs> That's the clean version. <laughs> um, so the the adventure a little anticlimactic. I don't know if that's because they ran out of pages or they they um, it it only goes up to eleventh level ish. Well, I wonder because if or if there's something else coming. Well, the, you I, know I, that, I, that I believe be. there there may be that, but I wonder if, like you said, because uh, I thought I read something where. Wise and Hickman weren't really involved. They could not use as much as they wanted to. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So good point. Good point. So Wizards of the Coast just did what what uh, Amazon did with uh, one of the greatest works of of, of fantasy ever written. <laughs> Shame yeah. on you, Watsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but don't don't get me started. That was a separate that. episode. Yeah. Yep. Get me started on that for point. further tirades. Listen to episode yeah. number. <laughs> I'm just a grumpy old man. I can't. I can't. Well, you know. You don't have no idea how much I enjoy this. I but just... I mean, one thing they did do is they did, which I kind of kicked myself in the ass now for, but they put out multiple books with different covers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, even still, even on both covers, all right. South is predominantly featured, and one of them very, very much so. Yes, this, but even in this one, the you know he there he is upper right hand corner front page quarter yeah. of the page. But on I don't want one. But on he's the, actually on, on the on front the cover. Alt one, he's he is the front cover, yeah. and to give him so little right up, right up and recognition yeah. in the book when you're using him as the selling point. It's Lord Soth, played by Jimmy. Yeah, it just I I I expected more because I, I I. Love Lord Soth, and I used him quite a bit as a he, as an antagonist. Yeah, he was like the quintessential Death Knight, a yep. real like tragic character too. Yep, he, right up there with with old school Strahd, 
Von Zarevich. Absolutely, uh, both yep. of them were. There was there was meat to them. Do you think maybe that's story. why they didn't Vecna as well? Yep. So. Yep. Do you think? Do you think maybe that's why they didn't? Feature, yeah, maybe thing? there's a whole separate. That's possible. I I, I hope would, so. Because isn't they be playing a dread now? I hope they give him a proper treatment. And, and we've talked about villains before. Mm-hmm. You, you know what makes a good villain? Uh, oh, someone you of, you can you can ones. relate to, and that's yeah. and that's why. Uh, same thing. Strahd was like that, where I could I could be like, you know what? I I get it. I get I get how he ended up the way he did because I could see that happening to me or anybody else. Well, you had the unholy trinity. You you had Soth. You had Strahd. Then you had Vecna. Yep. And those three were. The absolute powerhouses. Great, great background stories. Mm-hmm. Just yep. a lot of like to them. And you didn't even have to come in contact with any of those characters. You just had to be on the peripheral and you could, you became aware of their power, their strength, their influence without even meeting them, especially at low levels. Then when you get at high levels, you get a little bit closer and closer. And if you were not prepared and you happened to cross his path or vice versa, um, then you found out truly how, how that legend came to be. One of the things that I have to give Wizards of the Coast some props for, and I've noticed this in, in, in the last several books that, that we looked at, and um, having, having grown up on pretty much every edition of d and we were we were all looking through artwork that was, uh, I would have to say, Caucasian in its entirety, unless you you went into the Oriental Adventures book, in which right. case um, they were, you know, the Asian cultures were represented very strongly in it for obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. the artwork here in, in, these, in these books is pretty reflective of when it comes to humans. Today's society. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, I have to agree. They've done a, a, a spectacular job of, of representation across the board. Because I think you you can't you can't say D and D is for everybody, and then have it be a monochromatic representation of of the humans. I mean, when you talk about elves and dwarves and stuff, well, they're make believe people. Yes. Um, but to represent the humans, which are supposed to be very diverse. Yeah, and and we're we're not represented as such initially, right? And and I think they've done they've done a good job of that because I I think as, I mean, why wouldn't you want to attract young people to the game, right? The young people that come into the game are the ones that are going to be playing, hopefully for the next forty or fifty years, like we have. Mm-hmm. So that's the target. Yeah. Right. Uh, not necessarily us us dinosaurs. If I were a young you know, 10, 11, 12-year-old, and I wasn't white, and all I saw was white people, then Dungeons and Dragons is, is, appar- only- is obviously and apparently not for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the artwork there is, I think they've done a wonderful job of that, and that's going to attract these these young people because, yeah, it is a game for everybody, but that's got to be represented, I think, in some way, shape, or form, you know, so that it's accessible maybe to a more diverse population. That's all I got. I think that's all he has. Damn. He seems to be a run out of steam, so. So upset about the Kender and the Gully Dwarf. And that's our look and at the Minotaur. Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. I want my Kender back. We'll see you next time in the dojo. Minotaurs too. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook. 
at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day. <laughs>